Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm here today to talk about a request that we had from one of our Seventh Sisters, and I figured if one person had that question, probably there were others that had that question. So the question is, how do you talk with and motivate a shy teen? So, you know, not everybody's outgoing and extroverted. There are a lot of teens that are just by nature shy. Sometimes it can be a challenge if you're a shy parent yourself or a very extroverted and noisy parent to figure out how to communicate with those teens that are shy and how to get them kind of kick-started into doing the things they need to do during high school in order to be prepared for life. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how to talk with, how to communicate with, and how to motivate shy teens. All right, well, let's start with, you know, what makes your teen shy? So there's not one cause of shyness. So, you know, some teens are just by nature quiet. They just have a low threshold of um, needing to talk. I mean, they, they or a high threshold, I guess you would say. Um, they, it just takes a lot for them to need to say what they're thinking out loud. And that's okay. You know, it is okay for teens to be them. You know, their temperament just might be more of the listening style. It might be more of the calm and observant style. And so it comes off in our Western culture as shyness, but it just may be just their temperamental style. There's also sometimes biology that affects whether a teen feels shy. So sometimes they are more sensitive to sounds and stimuli and they need more time to process. So, you know, a a kid who processes more slowly the things that are being said or the environmental stimuli will sometimes be slower to talk or more hesitant to talk because they are still working on things rather than hopping into a conversation. And then some teens also may be more of the anxious kind, um, and especially teens might tend to be more anxious because of the stage of development they're in. Um, And so a lot of times teens have what's called the imaginary audience. So if your teen has done human development, they'll know what I'm talking about. But it is a part of the neurological development of teens uh, that they go through phases where it literally feels like there are people watching you all the time and listening to everything you say and judging it. It's not an illness. It's not a hallucination. It's just this gut level feeling. I don't know whether you can remember feeling that way when you were a teen, you know, like driving down the road and singing in your car because it felt like, you know, you're being listened to because you got such a great voice. But this teens who are a little bit shy or more anxious will automatically like accentuate this imaginary audience feeling and feel very judged. Um, And so they have to be very careful about what they say. So that's that's another kind of shyness. And then another kind of shyness can border on um, like a disability and it's called selective mutism where the words just don't come out readily. And uh, it's, it just sometimes 
the words will come out and sometimes they won't. And uh, that is something that's really interesting to work on, especially at adolescent level with counseling, because sometimes that just a little bit of confidence boosting and anxiety management that a teen can work on in counseling, that that will help. So, but anyway, so there's different kinds of shyness. One of the most important things to know, though, and to convey to your teens is it's not wrong to be shy. Yeah, it is totally not wrong to be shy. So don't be ashamed of it. And parents, the very best you can, don't condemn or compare your teen because of shyness. You know, why can't you be like other teens or just quit being shy or, you know, suck it up and and uh, you know, stop it. And, you know, it's just not, it's just not that easy. So anyway, so for, for those teens who are shy by nature or shy by other reasons, you know, let's give them space to be shy and give them tools. So when being shy isn't convenient, they can put on some skills that will help them feel more successful in situations that just require more outgoingness. All right, so our, our seventh sister wanted to know how to communicate with, you know, how to talk to a shy teen. Let's start with that. All right, so in your communicating with your teen who is shy, like they are naturally more listening oriented and more quiet and more thoughtful, and they probably need less conversation in order to feel connected. Like in our Western culture, we value words and communication. And, you know, I'm a big fan of words and communication. I'm a counselor. You know, that's what we do is words. But some of the best communication we have is the times you sit in silence with somebody that you know and care about. If you ever notice, you know, you have an old, old friend or a family member that you can just sit and do a puzzle with and, and not talk for an hour or take a walk and just be walking in the woods and there'll be whole minutes pass by that no conversation, but it's not because anybody's angry or that there's something wrong. It's just being together, doing something is a kind of communication and bonding. So with shy kids, it is really, really useful to just spend time with. And so if they can go with you to run errands in the car and just be there or work on a puzzle or go for a hike or bake something together or build a birdhouse and just not talk, but just be. And then if they initiate, that is good. Or if you have something specifically you want to say, that's not fixing them. You know, it's about the birdhouse or the the bread or the puzzle, um, you know, talk about those, but don't turn it into an issue. Just turn it into a pleasant time. What you'll find is, is that you two become very bonded together, even without the words. So the number one way to communicate with a shy kid is to really give them space to be quiet with you. And then when a, a shy teen actually does talk, when you respond back, respond back slowly. So sometimes it, what you need is like a, a, a slight pause before you answer. And then you answer without rushing through it. Um, that a lot of times a shy teen will be listening slowly and processing slowly because they just have a different pace. So allow some, some hang time 
answer and then modulate your, your rhythm of your words so that it is more slow. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. So you don't have to be afraid of silences and you don't need to talk as quickly as we Americans tend to talk. All right. And that generally will then you will find that there is a rhythm to conversation when your shy teen is actually talking with you, that you find that rhythm. And as they get more comfortable because they can talk in rhythm with you, it's, it's a kind of synchrony will happen. And then they may get more confidence in talking to you. The cool thing about that is if they can talk to their parent, then we can leverage that skill to give them confidence to talk to other people. Alrighty. So I want to give a couple of tools for motivating the, the shy teens. So sometimes shy teens, especially if they're in the imaginary audience phase is they will be hesitant to start um, their, their academic projects, things they have to do for co-op um, or, or things that feel intimidating to them because it just feels like they are being observed and it's just so much pressure and so overwhelming. And so there's, there's some ways that you can increase their levels of motivation. And uh, so let me, let me give you some ideas for that. All right, step one, when they're not in the middle of, of doing, uh, you know, starting up a project or starting to write a paper, help build their self-confidence so, you know, have it at a relaxed time and do that by noticing when they do something well or noticing a character quality and do it in a locate key way. So, you know, a lot of shy kids have, a have you know, senses to stimuli. So don't yell it. Don't don't talk real fast, but say, hey, I noticed how well you did on that last paper you wrote or I noticed how how kind you were to your siblings. Or I noticed how polite you were to grandma when she was here and you did, you know, you kept your phone put away and all of that. And so just notice when they're doing things well and just point it out. Don't overdo it. Just, you know, drop it there and let it be. And as you do that, kind of look for something on a daily basis. And then they will start to get that information in their soul. So one thing about teenagers is they generally will roll their eyes when you give them a compliment or they will try to look like they're shrugging it off and that's okay. You don't have to get them to buy in on it or let you know that they bought in on it. It will build pathways over time. All right. So you, you make sure then you, you catch those strengths when you have a chance to build their confidence by giving them some nonverbal tools, it really, really will help. So this can't be as spontaneous. You got to kind of work it into the schedule, uh, but find a gracious way to have them learn the, the, the nonverbals of confidence. So what, what I have done with my kids and shy teens that I have worked with is I teach them what's called facilitating skills. So when they go out into the world, you know, they have church youth group or they've got co-op, um, they can use some facilitating skills to help other people feel more confident. 
And what a, what a shy teen often needs is the, the feeling that they're going to help someone else. In fact, you know, research says if shyness is related to social um, phobia or social anxiety, that one of the best cures for that is doing good deeds and volunteer work. So if you give the, the, your teen the role of facilitating, so when you're at co-op, Let's make sure that before the day ends, there's one person you facilitated in them feeling better. And you do that by giving them a smile or giving them some friendly nonverbals or saying that they've got a pretty blouse or uh, you appreciated the project they did. And so you, you practice that ahead of time. So the, the cool thing is, is a lot of what shy kids can do that is facilitative, it, it helps them to help other people feel better, is just to do the what we call magic nonverbals, is they put their shoulders back and their chin up a little bit and a little bit of a smile. It doesn't have to be like big, phony, fake, huge smile, but a little bit of a Mona Lisa smile. Shoulders back, chin up, Mona Lisa smile. What happens is, is that being a magic nonverbal, as we call it, it actually helps people feel accepted. Honest goodness, it really does. It's a welcoming posture. And so when you look at someone with your shoulders back, chin up, and a Mona Lisa smile, you are saying to them, I accept you how you are. That is a good deed that she can do or he can do for anybody at co-op or church youth group. And if they just walk in a room with those magic nonverbals on, they are projecting, they're facilitating us other people feeling better. And so that's so empowering to teens. Like I am, I am making the world a little bit better just by contributing some nice nonverbals. And then another thing that you can do is teach them how to be in a group conversation. You know, a lot of times uh, free time is really hard for uh, shy teens because people are staying around talking and are they supposed to throw themselves into a conversation, you know, make sure they said something. And basically, no, a shy teen can just listen as long as they are standing with the group. So they could even, if they're very, very shy, they where a group is kind of mingling around and, and chatting, if they stand on that, just the, the outskirts of the group and look at the speaker, whoever's speaking at the time, nod your head occasionally, use those magic nonverbals, the people in that group will feel you accept them and that you are part of the conversation, whether you say anything or not. So if you let shy teens know that, then this builds their self-confidence. Like they can get into group at co-op and they, all they have to do is do their magic nonverbals. And then, you know, if it's time for a conversation, when someone asks them a question, you answer yes or no, or, you know, whatever the specific answer is. And then a little bit. So it's the answer plus a little bit. And so, you know, someone says, um, Hey, did you get your homework done? Don't just answer. Yes. You go, yes, I finished it last night. Or yes. Did you get yours done? And this is something you can practice with your teen. And actually, you know, if, if they're motivated by transcript kind of things, then you, you, you have a life skills credit and log down every time you practice this stuff. And, uh, and it really is, you know, like they're earning something for that. 
So um, ask them for help uh, whenever it's not um, too spontaneous, you know, like, could I get you to help me with something? And so not, not, you know, going in and giving a command, but asking for help. Like, can you help me um, figure out how to fix this thing on the computer or my cell phone? Or um, can you help me with this recipe? Because I just need another pair of hands. And what happens is, again, that's another good deed that builds social confidence. And then you can also, as the research shows, do volunteer work. So if there's some volunteer work you can do together, um, that will Build, it does something neurologically with the brain so that builds their confidence and helps to overcome the part of shyness that's kind of social anxiety. Then one of the best things you can do with academics is have them memorize. Now, not all kids are, are good at memorizing, but have them memorize short poems or quotes and uh, work on it together. So you're memorizing it with them and then have them eventually read it back to you, you know, recite it back to you. And in that, just between you and them or you and them and the siblings, they are going to get used to hearing their voices out loud with more than one person, even if it's just mom or even if it's just mom and siblings. Um, and then that will give them more confidence for um, when they have to do that in real life, you know. So uh, in doing those things, you're building confidence and you're building some neurology for the teen that they can do whatever they need to do in life. And you know what happens? When they feel more confident, they are more easily motivated to do the things that may be a little bit intimidating. Not kidding. Like you watch for that. And it really, really is helpful. So... Another thing you can do for shy teens when they get to the phase where it's it's interesting-ish to them. So uh, sometimes a ninth grader is going to be interested in personalities, uh, but a lot of times it's more junior year kind of things. Uh, but one of the best things you can do is help them to do their personality tests. Um, so I have at the Vicki Tillman Coaching website a download. Um, it's a freebie, and it just has links to free versions of a bunch of personality tests. And if you have them do that and then discuss the results together, that the more a teen knows and understands themselves and enjoys it, and knows that God doesn't make mistakes, God does good things, um, the, the more confidence they can have. And then that can go into the, the motivation to do more and also the confidence when they have to be in a group situation. So a lot of being with teens, and it's so worth the investment. It is not bad to be shy. It is not bad, but if they have the confidence to be a speaker when they need to, and to be able to facilitate other people feeling better and to go do good deeds. If they feel empowered to do that, then they will feel ready to go do adulthood when adulthood happens and not feel shame over shyness, but having the, the facilitative skills uh, that help them to be successful in adulthood. All right, so that's communicating with and motivating our shy teens. And we'll talk in another episode coming up soon on how to communicate with 
and to motivate our, our strong-willed teens. So another question by a seven sister. All righty. If you've got topics that you would like for us to talk about, send us a message or post it on the seven sisters homeschool Facebook group. We love our seven sisters asking us questions and we love the discussions that we can all have together there. And uh, we, we love topic suggestions because if it's important to you, it's probably important to lots of other folks too. So, all right. And can you do me a favor and go over to wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a review and some stars because that will help a lot of the new homeschoolers to find us. There's been so many new homeschoolers, this COVID pandemic, and uh, they want to, to find resources. So you can help that be more visible to them if you leave us a review and some stars. Okay. We really appreciate it. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Thank you for everything, and we will see you next week.